He loads the thick cloud with moisture. The clouds scatter his lightning. They turn round and round by his guidance to accomplish all that he commands them on the face of the habitable world. From the book of Job, around 600 B.C. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for April 25th to May 2nd, 2014. Uh, We're coming up on the new flower moon. Some natural events, warmish days and frost-free nights and April showers are bringing along the buds on bush and branch. Red maples are just coming into bloom. Take a close look at these tiny flowers. If they were bigger, we'd be cutting them and putting them on the dining room table in Grandma's cut glass vase to be admired by all. But alas, they are so tiny. American elms are also in bloom, and their shiny brown bud scales litter the ground. Below, yellow colt's foot is in bloom. This dandelion-like flower blooms before its leaves emerge and is often found along roadsides and around older houses. Out on the barrens, the blueberry buds are showing tiny dots of white against their burgundy stems. Mosses revel in the rain and enjoy their moment in the sun before the leaves return to the overarching hardwoods. (coughs) Spring warblers are beginning to show up in some locations. Identifying these various confusing species is a challenge even to seasoned birders. People like me can only point and grin. Unnatural events. Your commentator was blissfully finishing up his pruning one quiet, balmy morning recently when the sound of leaf blowers suddenly tore the tranquility to shreds and filled the neighborhood with clouds of choking dust from the nearby bank parking lot. The noise and dust finally drove me into the house for the rest of the day. And it was soon clear not only how noisy but also how ineffective these machines are. It took three people the whole day to blow the sand off an area that three push brooms could have cleaned up in half the time. So I'd like to propose a John Henry Memorial sweeping contest to prove the folly of these petro monstrosities once and for all. Pit one man with a decent push broom against one man with a blower and see who does a better job all around while avoiding the noise and air pollution and the anger and loathing of the entire neighborhood. (coughs) My prediction, it will be no contest. Taking everything into account, the broom wins hands down. Here's a mountain report. Our mountain, Awanajo, is not Everest, although it is our Everest. Fifty or so climbs up our mountain in a year are the equivalent of a climb up Everest, And there are any number of people around here who've done that. So, the tragic deaths of 16 Sherpas on Everest's treacherous Kumbu icefall last week struck very close to our hearts. 
This was the most deadly accident in the history of the Earth's highest mountain, leaving too many weeping wives and fatherless children. The death rate of Sherpas on Everest is 10 times that of soldiers in Iraq or Afghanistan, according to Mountaineer John Krakauer. Sherpas die on Everest at a much higher rate than Western climbers because they do the most dangerous work and do not have access to the medications and extra oxygen that are available to Western climbers. These brave men gave their lives to feed their families while helping wealthy Westerners check one more item off their bucket list. It's a disgrace to all mountaineers that the rewards to these brave men are not equal to the risks that they take. Here's a saltwater report. Ospreys, also known as sea eagles, which they're not, or fish hawks, or sea hawks, or fish eagles, are returning from as far south as Patagonia to their eyries in tall dead trees near saltwater. This great speckled bird has a wing spread of up to six feet and a keen eye that allows it to dive from a hundred or more feet above the water to seize a fish in its talons and return to its huge stick-built nest to share with its young and its life mate. The return of the osprey, a sure sign of spring. And finally, a seed pod to carry around with you this week from the Maine poet Jennifer McIntosh. Flash of shadow, shift of light, extended wings of osprey etched on the ground here, then there, then returning. The white underbelly and broad gray strokes suspended overhead, just drifting, effortless and regal, so close that I could almost grab hold and take flight, too. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.